0: Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Welcome to day 28 of the Ramadan series on emotions Today we're going to be looking at the last emotion in this book Which is going to be our 26th emotion And it is wantonness or al-batar or greed al-hirs So, bismillah, subhanakullahumma Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Rabbish sadri wa amri Innal hamdalillah nahamduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min a'malina man an ilaha All praises is due to Allah who we believe in and worship Bismillah. So as always, I read from the book, and then I give my own reflections, so let's begin. Wantonness, or butler is when one demonstrates reckless extravagance. There exists an ex- excessive desire to need and want more, usually because one places significant value on what the fleeting things of this world have to offer. Whether it is wealth, prestige, fame, or the like, wantonness is also defined as exuberance or excessive amusement. Something similar to wantonness is greed or hirs, stemming from the heart's obsession with wealth, which leads to people plundering and usurping the rights of others. Something similar is covetousness, tamam, which is one when one which is when one prefers things that conflict with the Sharia. And Allah says in the Quran, we have. Um, Surah Al-Hashar verse 9 And whoever is saved from the selfishness of their own souls It is they who are truly successful And in Surah Al-Qasas verse 76 Allah says Some of his people advised him Do not be prideful Surely Allah does not like the prideful And this is related to having Wanting lots of wealth or status And that sort of thing And the Prophet ﷺ also said The son of Adam grows old and so also two desires grow old with him, love for wealth and a wish for a long life. So some signs and symptoms for this emotion is, the first thing is extravagance. And we cover this in more detail in on day nine, but for now, um, a sign of this greed or wantonness is you're extremely pleased with your standard of living, And you're just oblivious to how you're living such an extravagant or self-important life. And before you had all this, you had this frustration and this worry that your wish wasn't going to be fulfilled. And when one of your desires is fulfilled, another one develops and develops and so on and so forth. So it's always wanting, wanting more, basically. So being extravagant. Another sign is bribery so you're greedy for income that is dishonestly acquired and you might like involve yourself in doubtful practices that revolve around money and you might stoop low and become involved in bribery or persuading another to act in your favor be it a gift or monetary incentive another sign is taking debt so you enter debt and you will pay interest on this debt and you live quite happily with that Beyond your means, just to maintain this appearance of wealth and maintain a standard of living. Another sign is constant exposure to desired items and affairs, especially on social media. So you're exposed to social media, and you see what others have in terms of their wealth, health, status, beauty, all these things that they share, and you want the same thing. So you're trying to have the same things, and you're exposed to ads on Facebook on all social media just all these ads of people living the high life this extravagant style and it inclines you to try out that product or want to have that lifestyle as well another sign is ungratefulness so you find yourself forgetting your enormous amounts of seen and unseen blessings so the food that you have the clothing the shelter your wealth Your safety, friendship, protection from harm, and health. These are all blessings, but yet you forget about them. Another sign is bad companionship. So you seek and enjoy the constant company of companions who are only occupied with the ephemeral stuff of this life and just make it the main thing of this conversation. So they're just focused on material possessions, the worldly life. And another sign is distraction from obedience. So you're distracted from obedience, and you're finding yourself that you're staying away from the straight path, which leads you to disbelief and disassociating with Allah. And the Prophet said, By Allah, it's not poverty I fear for you, but rather, I fear you will be given the wealth of the world just as it was given to those before you. You will compete for it just as they competed for it, and it will destroy you just as it destroyed them. And the Prophet also said, Beware of greed, for it destroyed those that came before you. It commanded them to be miserly, and they were. It commanded them to be oppressive, and they were. And it commanded them to break the ties of kinship, and they did. So these two hadiths just highlight how dangerous wanting more is, because it can just destroy you and destroy your kinship. And we know that having kinship and holding kinship is quite important in Islam. So some treatments for this greed is remembering death and the hereafter. So you reflect seriously on death and the hereafter and even the state of the grave which you'll be placed in and you learn more about the different parts that are related to the hereafter so the sirot, the line that we have to cross and these constant reflections basically diminish that want, that need of wanting more and more and it just lessens the lure of all these fleeting things in this world whether it be wealth or fame or prestige and you also remember the like people before you who had all these wealth and these things and where are they now they're waiting for Allah's final judgment and the Prophet ﷺ said remember often the destroyer of pleasures which is death Another treatment is to be grateful. So, when you're exposed to images that show this happiness or this higher standard of living, you look at yourself and you remember all these small and infinite blessings that you have from breathing to food to safety to protection from harm. And you also remember those who have it worse than you. And you remind yourself that Allah will not take away a blessing unless you show ingratitude. And so just being grateful to Allah Can protect you from having any of these blessings removed And the Prophet ﷺ said Look at those who are inferior to you And do not look at the ones above you This is worthier of you So you do not despise Allah's blessings Another treatment is to correct your intention And adopt the dress of taqwa So you understand that extravagance Is usually the consequence of your misplaced Intention to show off To feel better than others And to display your greatness And so there's quite a fine line between beautifying yourself for Allah and by in between beautifying yourself and extravagance so you need to check your intention so if you're getting dressed up for the mosque think about what your intention is is it because you're going to visit the home of Allah or is it because you know that so-and-so is going to be there and you want to show off your new dress or thobe another thing is to reverse that incorrect intention so shun the idea of spending to satisfy your inner pride and just remember to reduce your expenditure so focus on basically this garment of taqwa that will help you adorn your inner self and then that will help beautify your outer self and your character as well and you know that this garment of taqwa is going to provide you with protection from all the trials of the world and the hereafter another treatment is to seek good company so, surrounding yourself by people who are sincere and trustworthy. You avoid the company of wealthy people because you realize that this opens you up to craving what they have. And when it comes to the hereafter, you associate with people who are superior to you in their desire for and understanding it. And you seek out the company of those who help you achieve contentment with Allah. Because when you're content, modest material means will suffice. And the Prophet was reportedly asked, which of our companions is the best? He replied, One of whose appearance reminds you of Allah, and whose speech increases you in knowledge, and whose actions remind you of the hereafter. Another achievement is to fast. So fasting is a protective shield. And by fasting, it weakens your excessive desire for wanting more, and it resists, resists any temptation to commit any acts of wantonness or greed. And by like, intentionally experiencing this hunger through fasting voluntarily it becomes this protective shield because you realize that the blessings that you already have and you don't eat to the excess and the prophet ﷺ said fasting is a shield and another achievement is <clears throat> reduced exposure to images of wantonness, so including social media and so you've reduced your exposure to any images like ads or pictures on social media that show this extravagance this greed You reduce your inclinations towards such material products and lifestyles. So maybe unfollowing certain people that show things off. And it just helps you reflect on the true meaning of life and your ultimate destiny. And you keep in mind that a greedy person is always sliding down the scale of Allah's favor. So an exception to this emotion is physical needs. So in this life we need things that help us for our physical necessities and to also be free from burdening others with our needs and if we're wanting to attain the best of the hereafter we desire provision from the world to help us attain the best of the hereafter and also benefiting the needy so wanting more, just wanting more wealth or more position to help the needy and the Prophet ﷺ prohibited vilification of the world and he said that lawful riches are a benefit to a pious man so a pious man will benefit from these riches of having lots because they want to spend their wealth in pure virtuous ways so that's it from the book and now so basically wantonness and greed is this desire to always need and want more and so some people will just continue to live this life of extravagance not caring about who they harm or who they hurt or not caring if they're putting themselves in debt and taking out loads of loans and so they don't really care about that it's just wanting more and more and more and even when they get something they want more and more and more so the first verse is from Surat Al-Anfal verse 47 Do not be like those pagans who left their homes arrogantly only to be seen by people and to hinder others from Allah's path. And Allah is fully aware of what they do. So this verse is just a simple reminder of not being greedy. So don't leave your house thinking that you're better than so-and-so. Don't do things for the sake of other people. So don't leave your house to go someplace knowing that you're going there to show off or to hinder others from Allah's path. So because Allah is follower. Another verse is from Surah Al-Qasas, verse 58. Imagine how many societies we have destroyed that have been spoiled by their comfortable living. Those are their residences, never inhabited after them except passingly, and we alone were the successor. So this verse is just reminding us that this world is filled with so many cities that were once famous and extravagant and populous and had all these people but now they're in ruins and people nowadays like they'll visit them as landmarks to take pictures in front of them as touristic sites and to learn about the history of these once extravagant cities and where are these people now? They're waiting for their judgment Another verse is in, in, in Surah Al Qasas again, but this is verse seventy six. In the Karuna cana min Komi Musa, Fabaga Alehim, or Ate Nahum in Al Kunuzima in Mafatihu, Latun <laughs> Latun 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 Bilaspati Ula, if Kala, Lahum, Komu, Latafra in Allah, Lay Hibul Farihin. Indeed. Qarun was from the people of Moses, but he behaved arrogantly towards them. We have granted him such treasures that even their keys would burden a group of strong men. Some of his people advise him, do not be prideful. Surely Allah does not like the prideful. So this gives us an example of Qarun. And Qarun was given so many blessings, so much treasure. And he just used his gifts for corruption. He didn't use them good intentions or good deeds and he didn't attribute his gifts to Allah and so what was the result of this the earth swallowed him in his home no one could save him nor could he defend himself so it's just important to attribute what we have always to Allah and to not use what we have in negative or harmful ways then with Surah Al-Najm we have verse 24 na. Or should every person simply have whatever intercessors they desire? So this is almost like a rhetorical question of like you want everything but should you get what you desire? And so it's the reality of this life that we're going to be tested. We're not always going to get what we want. We're not going to get everything that we want or desire. So it's a simple reminder. Now with the names of Allah we have al muqeet the Sustainer. And it's just a reminder to be thankful for everything provided by Allah, that he's sustained us thus far, um, and that he's provided us with health, wealth, food, safety, protection, anything that you can think of. And it's all because he is the sustainer. Then we have with Al-Mughni, the Enricher, and so we need to realize that And Allah is the only one who can enrich us Who can fulfill our needs Who can provide what we need And then the last name is Al-Ghani The self-sufficient or the wealthy And it's just a reminder to just be content in what you have And you can always ask Al-Ghani for wealth For sustenance If that's what's best Now for that Bismillah Ya Allah, you are Al-Muhit, the sustainer. So sustain our bodies, sustain our souls. Make us recognize all the sustenance that you have provided us and guide us to be those who use our sustenance, our provisions, to gain your pleasure and to do good for others and to become a way of sustenance for others by teaching them, by helping them, by guiding them to you. Ya Allah, you are Al-Mughni, the enricher, and you are Al-Ghani, the self sufficient, the wealthy. So allow us to always be grateful to you to make us thankful for the wealth that you've bestowed upon us and to allow us to use that wealth for your sake and allow us to be content with your decree and make us of those who give away what they love, especially with money because we all love to have money but sometimes we need to give it away just because hmm, some people need it more than us. Rabbi إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيِّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ my Lord, indeed I am for whatever good You would send down to me in need. Amin. As always, anything I said is a reminder to myself. First and foremost, anything incorrect is from myself, and all good is from Allah. So forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa atubu alayk. Glorious to You, O Allah, and praises to You. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but You. I seek Your forgiveness and repent to You. May Allah accept your fast for today and any of the good deeds that you have done. And just as a reminder, with this emotion about this, like, greed, this wantonness, it's Shah Ramadan, it's the last couple of days, days. And so we should be giving out any wealth that we have, zakat, just continually giving out money or whatever sustenance that you can give out so that Allah can accept from us and just help us as well. So, Ameen. Sámá nikomu a